rock and roll. The next band we're going to talk about is Kiss. Last week, I talked about Motley Crue, and it was great, but you know what? We're going to make this episode a lot better than, than the last one. And I have a special guest to help me out, and his name is John Baker. John? What's up, Seabass? We're here to talk about Kiss and have some fun, so here we go. Oh, yes, we are. And you know what? We're not going to talk about just the 70s kiss. No, no. We're going to talk about the time when they took the makeup off. Yeah, those are some ugly fellows when they did that. <laughs> yeah, I agree, especially Gene. I mean, would you see the man? <laughs> Look, no no disrespect. I love the man. I respect him a lot, except for the things uh, I don't want to talk about. But, you know, <laughs> I love the man. I respect him. But, man, oh, man, I can see why they put on the makeup. Good job, guys. Well, you see, we're going to talk about Creatures of the Night. Now, you know, my favorite song from Creatures of the Night is actually Creatures of the Night and Danger. I don't know. Do you have a good song off that album? Have you ever listened to it? I'm not too, not too familiar with that album so much. I know the next album a little bit better. Um, but on Creatures of the Night, see, they had three hit singles off of that one. I did a little research. I uh, don't know personally all that well. But they had three singles on there that went pretty well. Uh, Love It Loud, Killer, and the title track, Creatures of the Night. I also recall that it was actually, well, during this time, it was, uh, well, you see, this was a time when Kiss's popularity kind of went down a little bit because of another album known as The Elder, which wasn't a bad album. It was actually a good album. If you take the title Kiss away from it, you'll realize it's not that bad. But this was also a time when Eric Carr, the new guy that replaced uh, Peter Chris, he loved this album a lot more than Elder, even though their popularity wasn't big enough. I mean, what do you say to that? <laughs> Dude, you can't keep everybody happy all the time. So you just gotta make music that you like, and sometimes you gotta make with producers. That's true. I agree with that. I, hardcore. I mean, there's actually something interesting. Did you know that Vinnie Vincent was actually not the only guitar player that? made uh, that produced the album no that, that album actually had ace freely on it yeah. ace freely it actually had mr and the guy from mr mr as well yes uh i don't remember the guy's name uh, me neither <laughs> i don't really <laughs> listen to mr mr that much but i know who they are right well i mean hey look it was a good album they tried but they realized they had to do something uh quite crazy it worked but you you know what that was right Without they decided peel off the masks. And yeah, peel off the mask. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was weird. Uh, you get to see uh, what they looked like for the first time. Um, the two original members, of course, Paul Stanley uh, and Gene Simmons, and then we get to see Vinnie Vincent and Eric Carr. They were not the original members, but we didn't know what they looked like either. Um, but say, what do you think of Lick It Up? I mean, it's a good album. I'd say it saved them. I, I would say that title track. Right there was probably one of their, probably if not the best album or song they released in the 80s was Looking Up. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you seen the music video of that album? <laughs> not bad. Not <laughs> bad at all. Uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're walking, and then you see the girls, they look up and dancing, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Those are some. Yeah, it, it was rivaling uh, the, the White Snake videos of the later 80s. Uh, well, actually, I think a lot of bands from that time rivaled each other. I mean, Motley Crue rivaled with Kiss in the song, uh, uh, what was the song? All Hell's Breaking Lo Loose. There were some similarities with Too Young to, to Fall in Love and All Hell's Breaking Loose because they're fighting in both videos. Cheesy, yeah. but 
they were fighting. Well, dance fighting was a thing in the 80s. People loved it. I mean, it, it, they ate it up, seriously. And as long as you had some nice long legs in the video as well, you were going to sell some music. And yeah, that's true. Especially, I wonder how many, I wonder where those girls are now. <laughs> They're all grandmas by now. <laughs> I, I remember some of the comments uh, on YouTube. They mentioned, like, some of these girls probably slept with these guys. Ha! <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> that was kind of why they hung out, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, all right, all right, all right. Well, so during this time, you know, they unmasked. The, the album saved the band. They still weren't – they were getting – their popularity was growing slowly through the time. And, you know, the next album, which is one of my favorite albums, Animalize. Uh, this is album. The, this was like the one album where Paul Stanley did mostly everything by himself because Gene Simmons was off in Hollywood. Mm -hmm, yeah, um, Gene Simmons was living, up, living the dream at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, and they they replaced uh, well, Vinnie Vincent wasn't with them anymore on this album. Right. Uh, lead guitarist Mark St. John. Yep. I'm not too familiar with the album myself, but some pretty good guitar works on there. Yeah, he was in a band called uh, White Tiger. Um, he wasn't in the band too long though. He was like six months or so. Uh, he had he had replaced because of this disease that he was growing in his hand. I forget what it was called, but it, it was a hard day for him. I mean, I don't know too much about him either, other than that band and him being in the Kiss Kiss band. I mean, what do you know? Oh uh, well, evidently after uh, he left Kiss, he had some rough times. Ended up uh, in prison in the 2000s. Uh, was, he got got beat up pretty bad in what. Around 2007, early 2007, ended up dying because of uh, what his injuries from getting beat up in prison. It's kind of too bad. He was a great guitar player. I really liked him a lot, and I, I kind of wish they gave him more credit in that in the band than, well, I mean, no disrespect to Bruce. He he filled in. It was a time that he needed to step up, but I, I do want to be sure that Mark St. John gets a lot of credit for what he did. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a lot of uh, musicians that end up uh, on hard times and, and after their heyday, and uh, it's kind of sad to see. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, you know, Bruce Kulick, though, he was in the band for half the decade, uh, and he mainly was in an album called Asylum. Now, this was a, okay, I, I'm, I'm mixed reviews on this album, okay? I like it, and then there are times I hate it. <laughs> My favorite song is probably King of the Mountain and... Uh, What's the other song? Um, Tears Are Falling. <laughs> that's probably my two favorite songs. I don't know about you, but that's probably the two best songs of the album. Oh, definitely. Um, and that's even stretching it a little bit. That album could have been buried and everybody would be okay with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was one music video. I remember watching this. I like the song, I guess, but it's not my favorite. It's called Uh, and I'm like... Where did they come up with this? What were they thinking? It almost, almost seemed like they were leaning toward punk rock for a little bit. Punk and glam at the same time, like New York Doll style. Oh, that's not a good image. Uh, well, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Well, there's also uh, Who Wants to Be Lonely. I like that, too. But other than that, it's, it's a weird album. Then go up to Crazy Nights. Um, I like this album. Some people hate it, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. It's different. Uh, well, not really different, but it's enjoyable. I think my favorite album is our song. My favorite song off Crazy Nights is I'll Fight Hell to Hold You. And, of course, there's also the song Crazy Nights. and Crazy, crazy nights. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy nights. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, 
actually, I do have one question. Um, within this, you know, time period of you growing up in the '80s and the '70s and all that with Kiss, um, was there any thing that stuck out to you during that time with Kiss? I mean, I mean, did you? I, I don't know if you ever saw him live. What I'm trying to say is, like, you know, what did you like at that time with the band? Well, during that time, I actually, after looking it up, I, I pretty much all I heard from Kiss was on MTV. Mm -hmm. um, I was personally getting into a little bit heavier stuff at the time. So I, I didn't listen to quite as much Kiss, but they were always present, always had new videos up. Uh, back when MTV was really MTV, they played music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, believe it or not, v VH1 used to play music, too. But uh, they didn't, wouldn't play anything until they used Kiss. Well, and also, that was also the time when there was glam and the thrash metal. Glam versus thrash. <laughs> the pretty boys and then the normal heavy guys. <laughs> yeah. Even Anthrax wore makeup at one time. I did not know that. I had to look that up. <laughs> that that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do love Anthrax. I don't like their late stuff. Different band. Yeah, but I like their old stuff. And their new album's pretty good, too. I don't know if you listened to that yet. Have you? Not yet. I, I've been uh, stuck on repeat on the new Ozzy album. So. Oh, yeah, the new Ozzy album. I actually bought that album. I've got it in the truck. <laughs> Me, too. It's a good yeah. album. That's going to get us away from Kiss a bit, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> My head is that <laughs> well, uh, of course, you know, after Crazy Nights, uh, they also released an album called uh, Hot and Shade. I'm not too familiar with this album myself. I only know Rides to It and Heaven and Hell. That's probably the only album I, a song I like from that band. I just, uh, it was kind of weird. Forever was a pretty good kid. Oh, yeah, Forever, which was, uh, uh, they had yeah. help with Michael Bolton. Yeah, they, they were getting the late... As the 80s got later, they were getting more into power house. And that, because that's what was selling at the time. And, and so it makes sense that they were trying to keep their popularity because they, they had kind of a revolving door with some band members. Um, so they, they went what was popular with most of the clan bands at the time and wanted to try to get some heavy ballads in there. But they all always tried to keep some rock on the album as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that is true because, you know... Um... Uh, Sebastian Box said it pretty well from Skid Row. He said that, you know, there was a hard, heavy rock song that you hear first, and then all of a sudden it switches to this ballad, and you're like, oh, okay, and then it gets back to rock, and it kind of goes into a pattern. It was it was a weird, interesting time for that. Yeah, it was, but it worked. Yeah, it, it worked. It, it was kind of, you had to have one ballad for every two or three rock songs <laughs> in order to keep your popularity and keep with the people, because there was a lot of club dancing, slow dancing in clubs and stuff. And if you got into one of the, the rock and roll clubs, then you were set. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, well, you know, at that time, uh, this was also the uh, Hot and Shade, I believe, was also the last big 80s album. Yeah. Um, this went ahead into the 90s, of course, and this was also, uh, which is on uh, Revenge. This is when Eric Carr, uh, this, Eric Carr was, this is the last album. Eric Carr was featured on, actually. Yeah. Eric Singer filled in. Yeah. And this is kind of interesting, because Eric Singer has blonde hair in this, and I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you noticed that? He has blonde hair in this, and then uh, later he has black hair. Um, well, you can't be a blonde and be a member of KISS, so it, it, it's either jet black or you're going to have to cover it up somehow. <laughs> That's true. When I first saw Eric Carr, and, sorry, Eric Singer, I didn't think that was Eric Singer. I thought it was just some random drummer. <laughs> it's like, oh, 
that's Eric Singer. Huh, it looks looks good. Uh, it was a sad time though for Eric Carr. Uh, you know, he sadly passed away from a stomach disease, I believe. Uh, but this was interesting. Uh, during the, the song uh, "God Save uh, Gave Rock and Roll to You," uh, the music video. This is the last music video that Eric Carr was featured in. Eric Carr refused to lie down. He wanted to play this music video and this album before he died. It was like, wow, motivation. Yeah. I mean, what do you say to that? I mean, what? Hey, when you're passionate about music, you, you do what you need to. to uh, you do it for the music. You do it for the fans. And that song meant a lot to you. I agree with that. I agree. So it was a very sad passing. Um, there's this uh, movie... I, don't, I definitely invite you to look it up. It's called The Story of the Fox. Okay. Um, it's about him and his life, um, how he grew up. Uh, it's a very interesting, he had a very interesting life, actually. Um, it was kind of sad at first, but as he grew up, you know, being a kiss, it's just like, this guy, is, this guy was legit. He was considerably one of the nicest guys you ever meet. I wish I met him. Yeah, drummers tend to be the nice guys in the band. Except for Metallica. I'm not right now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, well, there are a few out there. <laughs> well, Dave Grohl is one of the nicest guys in rock and roll. I mean, he's considered the nicest guy in rock. I, <laughs> I, I agree with that. I do agree. Dave Grohl is a very nice guy. Never met him. One or two. Uh, the only bands I have ever met is Winger. Very nice guys. Uh, Kent Winger actually looked at me and said, are you a musician? It's like, no, I'm a radio <laughs> broadcaster. <laughs> like, he gave me that look like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess you were looking up to him the whole time. I was. I was doing this. I was like, huh. Oh. He's rather tall. <laughs> yeah. Well, Red Beach is actually rather tall. I remember uh -huh. when I was watching him. Guy is an amazing guitar player. He gets, he takes his beer that he's drinking and can't get it open. And he has like a 10 second you know, break, and he looks at me and says, hey, can you open this for me? <laughs> sure! <laughs> oh, that, that will not go away. That's a definite memory you want to keep forever. It's like, hey, I just opened a beer for a guitar player. <laughs> what do you say to that? Well, I mean, look, Kiss popularity, it's still going on strong. They're doing their last tour. Of course, we are in a very uh, world pandemic right now, and I you know, they're all trying to you know, stay contained right now. I know a lot of concerts are being postponed and all that, but hopefully they'll continue this last tour as they state. I mean, do you believe it's the last tour? Um, yeah, they said it was the last tour in, in the late 90s as well. Um, that didn't, you know, the Cycle Circus tour. Yeah. Tour. Or was that early 2000? Uh, actually, no, it was early 2000s. It was the Farewell Tour. Oh, two, oh, two yeah, yeah, and uh, Ace Freely and Peter Chris finally left the band. Yeah. And then that's when Tommy Thayer came in, and I feel sorry for Tommy. Yeah, he got, he got an audio on that one. Kind of did. He's actually a good guitar player. When I went to see the band live, I was like, you know, he's a good guitar player. People need to stop hating on him. I know he's dressed up as Ace Freely. I get it. But come on, get the man some. If he would have put on a different outfit and not dressed up as Ace Freely, he would have got a better reception. Well, and that's the thing, um, you know, just me not disrespecting the band members or anything and their decisions, but Paul Stanley and Gene run the show, and they want them to wear the makeup. Yeah. Tommy didn't want to, but he was told to, and, you know, it's, it's that or him out of the band, you know, there goes his paycheck. I, I get that, so right. got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you, it, it's an honor to be part of that band, so you're going to do what's, whatever they tell you to do. Right. So, I mean, it's like... It, 
for me if Ozzy came to me and said, hey, I need you to play drums on this album. Well, okay, so, well, I mean, yeah, I do agree with you. If, I mean, hey, if Mickey Six called me up and said, hey, can you sing in the band? I'd be like, sure, but <laughs> I'm not Vince Neil. It's like, you don't have to be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I might have stage fright, and I'll have to wear it, but, uh, yeah, I'll try it anyway. Yeah. Just being a footnote somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, so, well, John, um, I know this has uh, been an interesting talk and everything. Um, you want, do you have anything to say about any local musicians out here in the region? Any advice you have for them? Um, find your sound and do your thing. Uh, keep all the connections that you make because you never know who it's going to be that's going to send you on to, to big, bigger, better things. There, there's a lot of local bands around Cincinnati, Dayton area that are starting to make it big now. And uh, you just put in your time, do your thing, and make the connections in the business. I agree. Thank you for that. Well, anybody, this has been Rocket with Seabass, and I'm glad you guys enjoyed this. Hopefully you did. Um, if you have any more, if you have any questions, shoot me on Facebook, Instagram, or even, I don't know, just, I don't know, just shoot me on Facebook or Instagram, because that's all I got. Um, anyway, this is Rocket with Seabass, and... Take care. Keep rocking.